my brother. What's going on? How's everything going? Man, just I'm just getting in from a workout workout right now. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's perfect. Just give it like a few minutes and let everybody get online. That's good. So you're for working sure, out even sure. on Father's Day. Gotta get it, man. I took a break for a while since I since I stopped playing. I noticed I was getting out of hand. I'm getting bigger and bigger, getting out of control. So I'm gonna right. tune in later too. I know you got Yusuf coming on here, so I'm gonna tune into some of his talk as well. Okay, that's What's super. Going on? I mean, we've been working very hard to get you on this set, so I'm super happy for you participating and everybody else. You know, today's a very special day, so we want to make sure that we're connecting with, you know, the young men who are actually taking the lead and actually, you know, setting the tone for all of us in the community. So that's the main purpose of today. For sure. Thanks. For th you know what? First of all, thanks for having me. And then mm -hmm. I, I also have to commend you. I know you're doing a lot of work like, where, where as far as mental health is concerned. Mm -hmm. I just have to, you know, tip my hat to you because I know that, that that's something taboo in our, in, you know, in the black community. I need to mm -hmm. shed some light and a lot more exposure on that. So, you know, just for, just for you taking that risk and, and putting yourself out there and, you know, just enlightening and educating. I just want to, you know, first of all, just thank you for that because I'm somebody yeah. that's dealt with that in my family as well. So, no, you know, that's amazing. Hopefully we could talk a little bit more about that today because that's amazing actually that, you know, you bring that up right in the beginning because um, actually we get a, we have a couple of people joining now. So thank you to everybody who's joining and, and we're going to get started right away just because I know you have a busy day to spend with your family today. So welcome to Support and Growth. And really every week we have our live, Let's Talk Growth live show really, which is just to talk about mental health, talk about the community, talk about everything that, you know, we're doing in our lives, our daily lives in terms of, you know, being able to, um, you know, function, be happy, and at the same time, you know, spend time with our families. And today's a very special day, which is Father's Day. So we found it that it's so important to have a segment on Sunday and invite a couple of fathers online with us to talk about, you know, how they're dealing with, you know, today, how they're celebrating, and most importantly, just to share some stories for us, just to actually actually create space for Black men to actually be presented in a way where we're being seen for our full strength and not necessarily our weaknesses. So, and we know there's a lot of fathers who are not with us even today. So we want to have a special shout out. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant's my idol. I know you're a ball player. We also have, <laughs> you know, um, George Floyd who passed recently. So we want to create space just so that black men know that we're thinking about them and the things for that sure. they have done to set the role models, you know, to set the, um, the pay, you know, pave the way for us. It's definitely not going unrecognized. So thank you for joining. Um, we also have our segments on Mondays. But as we're starting today, we have Javon Shepard. He's a very important guy in the city. You know, you've traveled the world. So I know you've learned a lot of different things. So we want you to just share with us today. And so before I start off, to everybody listening, I'm sure you guys already know who Javon is. But Javon is an 11-year professional basketball player and also a Team Canada, former Team Canada basketball uh, member. Right. Um, Javon yeah. is now a real estate investor and also um, a real estate agent. We're going to talk yeah. a little bit about that too. And, sure. you know, Javon is also quoted, quoted saying, I've never worked a job in my life because I love everything I do. So let's start off right there. You know, I want to start yep. off right there, just really talking about what that means to you in terms of, you know, I've never worked a job in my life because I love everything I do. I'll uh, just, you know what, find, for me, it's just finding something you're passionate in. Fortunately for me, I, like I had a town that I invested in. Actually, I shouldn't say fortunately. I, I invested in a craft that I, you know, I had passion in and then, you know, it, it ended up being lucrative and paid off in the end for me. I was able to, you know, do that as a job or a, a career per se for, you know, the last 11 years. So for me, you know, waking up every day wasn't necessarily a burden or like, oh, I have to clock in, I have a boss or, or anything of that nature. Like I was always excited to get better. And if I had a bad day, um, the following day, I was more motivated to do something, um, you know, to capitalize on, 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 you know, opportunities ahead of me or be, just be better than the day before. 
So in that sense, it wasn't, it wasn't, okay, I'm going to work clocking in to do hours for a paycheck. It was every day, how can I get better? Uh, and then, you know, I, I always preach and, and sh- shed that to my, you know, share that with my friends and family is just find something, find your passion and, you know, invest in it and it'll pay off for you because the dollar amount doesn't necessarily matter in the long run. It's, it's all about your, your happiness. And then as far as, you know, real estate, it was the same thing. And while I was playing, I was investing in real estate, as a real estate investor um, on, on different levels. And then I found myself giving, you know, advice to friends and family that became, you know, that monetized for me. So mm-hmm. in a sense, it wasn't, again, searching for a job. It was, I just followed something I had passion in. And, you know, I wake up when I want, how I want, um, you know, and just na- that's how I navigate my life. And, and for me, it's, it's really just following your passion and it'll monetize. It doesn't end up, instead of searching, I think oftentimes we get caught up in searching, uh, trying to accomplish a, a dollar amount. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to make 100 grand. I want to make 80 grand. I want to make 120 grand, whatever the case may be. And we chase that as opposed to chasing what our interests are, right? And if you think about it, if you follow your interests, every day you wake up, you're more motivated to do that, far more than the person that, that hates what they do or is just doing what they're doing for a paycheck. So it, that's, just, that's just my philosophy there. So I know just to kind of tag on that, so you travel the world, you know, following your interests, following your passion. What and how did you deal with that transition? I know you've been living out of the suitcase for many years, right? How did you yeah. deal with that transition? Because I know mentally that has effects, affects you significantly. So how did you deal with that? How did you deal with missing family members back home? How did you do all of that and at the same time position yourself to where you are now? I'll say this. Um, as much as I missed, I missed family l- later on in my career more than I did early on. Because early in the early stages, it was exciting, it was new. There was a lot, of, you know, a lot of new experiences, perspective, and I was getting a lot more perspective um, over that time, but um, you know, with with opportunity comes sacrifice, right? And, mm-hmm. and even um, you know, the, the good thing for me was that I was able to expose my family to another side of the world that they may not have thought of or had the you know had the the ability or opportunities to see and go to. So that also was comforting in a sense for me to just allow them and keep you know keep keep progressing in, in my craft so that it, it exposed them to you know other side of the world, other perspective, which they probably wouldn't have had um, access to. I shouldn't say access. They, they, their mind wouldn't have been open to that um, had I not been put in that, put myself in that position. So um, mm-hmm. that did, you know, that, that was comforting in that sense. Okay. So, I mean, transitioning is a crazy thing. You know, every time people, you know, depression, anxiety, these are things I'm sure you, and getting on the court, hitting the big shots, all the stuff that you probably normalize. But for some and a lot of people, actually, that's a huge thing. So how give us one tip that you have for anybody who's going through that, because as you said, it comes with sacrifice. Right. But a lot of times it's our mental health, you know, jumping and stepping into yeah. the opportunity. So what's one advice that you have, you know, just in terms of how you always dealt with it? I think you have to trust. You have to be patient you have to, and you have to invest in yourself. I think for me, that was the, that was the most important thing. And we often, you know, I I hear a lot of people speak and oftentimes we get frustrated with wanting things right now. But if you get comfortable with the idea of I'm going to put in the work, I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to, I'm going to let things play. I'm going to be patient. Things gradually unfold over time and you get comfortable that it's easier on the mind as opposed to, you know, I, you know, to say I pick up today and I want to become a doctor and I, and I want this to happen for me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to trust the process and trust what you're doing. And as so long as you're putting in that, that body of work, it's not going to go unrewarded. 
it'll come in the right time. It's, it's, so, so just that so, peace of mind for me. So you were very realistic with yourself in terms of how you set your expectations and how you approach things, if I'm correct, right? And you mm -hmm. just trusted the process. You knew that things won't come right away. So I, I know along the way, there's been people that were in your ears, people that inspired you. So who was your biggest role model? I know how much work you've done for and inspiring other people, but who was some of your biggest role models? Oh, my, my mother. My mother and my, you know, my grandparents have seen how much they've, they've struggled and really dug things from the mud. So I think mm -hmm. for me, it was seeing, seeing everything we didn't have is mm -hmm. what really motivated me and just, just said, okay, you know, I don't want to go back to that place. I never want to be back in that place. Um, so as far as that, I think those are my biggest, biggest mentors. And then I've had, you know, I had some solid people around me. And, I, and that's, you know, one of the biggest things is that you're only as strong as the people that you surround yourself with. So I, oftentimes I don't want to be, and I've, I've put myself in uncomfortable, you know, environments just so that I'm able to learn because I don't want to be the, the smartest in the room. I don't want to be the, the wealthiest in the room. I want to be like, I want to be the brokest in the room. I want to be the, you know, the, mm -hmm. I don't want to say the dumbest, but I want, there's people that I want to learn from because I want, there's always levels. So you have to, for me, it's about stepping outside of your comfort zone so that you can also turn around and uplift your, your people, your friends, your family, and, and people in your immediate circle. Okay, so you, you found comfort having good people around you, you know, and that's kind of helped you kind of build, you know, in terms of dealing with your own anxiety or whatever it might be as you transition, you've always surrounded yourself with good people. So mm -hmm. out of all these people, what is the best advice anyone has ever given you or prompted or and what prompted it? In terms of what, though? In terms of So advice, you know, I mean, I'm sure... There's been a time when you've been afraid. There's been a time when you thought you weren't good enough. There's been a time where sure. you've, been, you've been put. Well, okay, For, as far as accomplishing goals, I think the, one of the biggest quotes or biggest, biggest words of advice I've got was just make sure that you're not, I said this on another live a couple of days ago, maybe even getting repetitive, but um, just making sure you're investing and working harder than the other person across the world because mm. You're, both of you guys are vying for that same spot. So you want to make sure you're doing, you're control what you can control and work work harder than that person so that when your opportunity arises, that door opens, you're ready for it. So I always kept that, even with my basketball, you know, where basketball is concerned. There was times when I was just young, just dribbling, working on ball handling outside. And then I would remember that quote and then I'll just do it, do a little extra more because I'm envisioning this person halfway across the world taking a couple more dribbles than me. Okay. Getting better. So, and, and again, like I've never been... I've never, I wasn't always the best basketball player, but it, again, it's a marathon, not a race, right? So you mm -hmm. have to, you know, over time, you put in that body of work, you, you end up passing up people. And just being in, you know, if, if there's somewhere you want to be in, something you want to accomplish, you want to put yourself in those environments. Put yourself in those environments, getting comfortable with being in those environments and learning and investing in investing. So, okay, so this is great. We've talked about who you are personally in terms of how you proceed, how you progress in your career. Mm -hmm. Now, today's Father's Day. Your father, mm -hmm. and this is why you're here. So let's get to it. What was the best piece of advice that you got as you became a parent? Best piece of advice? The best piece of advice I got was, you know, just having the op open lines of communication with, with my son. Because mm -hmm. culturally, I know you may be able to speak on this as well, we aren't mm -hmm. taught to have, we're not taught to, to have a voice. Um, in, in our, in, you know, the black culture, it's do as you're told. And yeah, we really, we're not, we don't openly communicate. So I, and I think we, we um, often carry that as we, as we get older, we, we don't, 
you know, um, voice our opinions as much or we don't feel as comfortable in certain environments where, you know, our opinions need to be heard. Um, okay. So it's just, you know, starting that at a young age, like, my son, if there's something that you need to let me hear it. I want to hear it. Let's bounce okay. some ideas off of each other um, okay. and, see, and see where you're coming from. Like, we all have perspective. So now when you're, when you're 20, 25, 30, and you step into your classroom, you step into a boardroom, you're comfortable opening your mouth and saying, this is what I feel, this is how things should be, and these are the reasons why. Okay. So I'm like that, the that's the most important thing. Because I'm going to be a great father regardless. I'm going to love you. Mm -hmm. But I want you to be able to walk outside when, you, when you're 20 and in any environment, in any, in any you know, room you're in, and feel comfortable opening your mouth and having a voice. That's it. So I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm like the leader of the future father gang. So you're the father right now. It's my question for you as I step into this stage. Were you prepared to be a parent? Uh, I think it's innate. We're all, we'll all be prepared so long as you're willing to be a father, not just a, just a dad. Because mm. anybody can be a dad. But if you're, if you're, have, if you're, you're going to be a father, mm -hmm. it's innate. Like, naturally, it's instinctive. It just comes out. Just, okay, so yeah. d define the two between a father and a dad. Because I think this is a, one that tricks a lot of people. In my line of work, I see it a lot of times, you know, where a lot of times, you know, individuals will present themselves and think that they're owning up to it or they're stepping into their role, but they don't even understand the difference. And that comes from diff many different reasons. So what would, how do you define a dad, like a father or a just dad a is a, a dad is just a title. Okay. A dad is a title. A father is a nurturer, love, you know, lover, um, provider, teacher, listener, and uh, a communicator. So okay. I think it's, it's, it's one encompasses so much more than the other. Whereas, you know, on the other end, I tell anybody can be a dad. Okay. So given the distance, you know, I know how you started, you know, you were playing away. So do you think the distance would have ever affected your ability to parent? No, but I'm glad that I'm in the position that I am now because I can be present Okay. And from the get go. So I, I definitely appreciate that. And everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it would affected the type of father I am. But everything has repercussions, right? So that's it. It would have had some f effect at, at some capacity, okay. Whether negative or positive, but there would there would be some effect for sure. So, how were you parented? I know you touched on it a bit. You know, in terms of our culturally, how did your parents parent you? Like, you know, how would you define, you know, in terms of how your parents dealt with, you know, kind of getting you to do things? What kind of parenting style did they have? Uh, I was in a single single mother household. And um, I think, you know, the thing with us is we're, we're, we parent ourselves in a sense because a lot of our parents never really had much. So they spent a lot of time trying to make sure that it was food on the table. That's it. And then they, you know, they, they come home now and, they're tired. They're tired. We don't really understand that at, at that tender age. So they're probably tired. They're miserable. They're, they, they're no nonsense. And they, they have a short leash because they need to get rest and for, for tomorrow's, you know, 30 hour shift. That's it. As well as, you know, being worried about what could potentially happen to you. No, you don't, you don't need to be outside. No, you don't need to be at that friend's house. No, you don't. You need to have a voice. Just shut up and be and, and do as you're told. So at that at that time, we didn't really understand what it was. But now that we're, you know, we're older, we're understanding more, we're more educated, you realize that, one, they were just in a tough position. And, and two, culturally, they were raised different, right? Like, we're, we're all probably first-generation 
um, Canadians and, and it, so right? that, yeah. yeah, like that all plays that all plays a factor. Like we came in a whole different environment, a whole different soci socially we came up raised in a whole different a whole different capacity. Whereas they, um, you know, whether they're come we're coming from parts of Africa, West Indies, whatever mm -hmm. case, it was a whole different upbringing. And that also has to be taken into consideration. So I know, do you have a preferred, now that you've started, you know, kind of dealing with your son, you know, everybody's different. I see, and you see it, you know, in terms of how people, you know, just even parent, there's some parents who are very strict, you know, authoritative, you know, authoritarian, there's different types of parenting styles. So, I mean, without getting too technical, how do you think you're going to deal with your son as you bring him up in terms of your parenting style? Your I'm going to be a, a <laughs> you know, it's tough to say, but I'll say this. We're definitely going to communicate really well. We're going to okay, have so, open lines of communication. Okay. So, you know, I know, um, and that's very important because, you know, I think that is huge in terms of like how we really raise men today, right? You know, really allow yeah. them, as you said, to have a voice and at the same time, um, to be know that their parents are listening, you know, in terms of you know yeah. using effective listening skills and knowing that they could also teach us in a sense, right? So I know there's so much you know social justice issues going around the world. And I know even growing up, you know how as you're describing, like we've seen um, black men, you know, continue to struggle, you know. And I know um, I don't know how you grew up, but I know for me, for example, growing up, how my kind of community was like you are de dealing with discrimination, you know, some of this prejudice. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, negative in, you know, encounters with the police. I have a lot of friends who are actually dead, and some actually, you know, in very negative situations. But it all comes with, you know, negative mental health experiences, and at the same time, over policing, for example, right? So, yeah. in light of this recent, you know, George um, Floyd situation, you know, that we all witnessed, which was not the first, as a black man and now as a father, what is your greatest worry for your child? My worry is for him to fear police or authority that's my biggest mm -hmm. fear um is my fear i would be lying to you if i if i told you right now um you know my fear is that an officer is going to wake up and you know do something to him because i think we also we also um you know like as far as like the police brutality and and, and so forth in our own community, there's a lot of that. So mm -hmm. if I fear that, I need to fear what can happen in our own community as well. That's it. So, but for me, the biggest fear is, okay, yeah, if I'm driving and I see the police pull up behind me, I straighten up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, maybe turn down my music. I don't want that for him. You don't want that for him. That's I it. I don't want that for him. No. Okay. So, so I mean, so we grew up, say, 20 years ago, you know, 20, 25 years ago, we kind of went through you know, that kind of experience. So when you were growing up, what was one thing you wanted to change? And is it still the same thing today? One thing I wanted to change when I was growing up? Yeah. As far as socially or in, in just my, my No, just, you know, you know, I think sometimes we grow up and we have like, you know, maybe we grew up in certain homes, we grew up in certain neighborhoods, and we grew up, you know, in certain um, situations or opportunities we didn't get. So what, are, what was one thing that you wanted to change in terms of your negative experience with it, in terms of how the, the world presented itself? And is it that same thing still the same today? The only thing, the only thing and it stays the same. For me, like, I think I'm very prideful. Maybe I have a, a lot of ego. And I, the biggest thing for me is, like, I always want to be in a position to help the people around me. Like, That's it. make a change in their life. And today's the same thing. Like, if I, I probably have, like, a tough exterior, but... If I see people hurting or see people in a situation, I want to be able to be in a position to change it for them. Mm -hmm. like, live, like live your life. So 
we're not seeing certain nothing really changes. It's the same. Okay, so you speak about and you you know you you spoke even personally like you know you've you've experienced mental health in, in family and I'm sure you even know friends that you grew up with or just you know in the community in terms of how and where mental health is today, right? And as an athlete, you've probably even went through your own experiences. So, what does mental health mean to you? Mental health means to me it's um it's that's layered. It's very layered because it can come in many different you know, lanes, many different avenues. But I think mental health. For me, and it's funny that because I'm gonna say support because mental health to me is, is to get over. It, we need we do need a lot of support and, and support and growth. Support and growth. That's what it is. That's what that's what. But what does it like? I mean, in terms of, I know you go to the doctor if your leg is broken. As an athlete, you can't ball. But mm -hmm. say you're having issues in terms of you know some of your cognitive processing. You know you're having issues. You're fearful. You know you're getting anxiety. You're, you're finding yourself excessively sad. What does that mean to you? How do you process that and how serious is that to you in terms of your daily life uh it's tough man. i'm obviously a firm believer of, of mind over matter and just mm -hmm. you know controlling your mind but i'm also somebody that's aware of you know the other side of it so i i take a lot more pride i'm a lot more conscious in how i navigate that and i'm always trying to you know encourage people to you know think positively and and, and speak you know positive stuff into existence um, and, and really try and control your mind and, and control um, your mental health. So, you know, what, so, what, what, what I love about this is because some of us do a really good job at, you know, supporting ourselves, you know, because of our experiences, you know, some of us are very resilient. Resilience is a huge factor in terms of positive outcomes, right? Um, but then we get people, family members, and as now as a father, you get your child out, you know, you've created your space for your child. Now, you said you want your son to come to you for everything. Mm -hmm. He comes to you and says, Dad, no, I've been feeling like this. Dad, I'm struggling with this. Dad, this is what I'm dealing with. How do you support him? We talk. We talk. And then, I, first of all, I ask him, what more does he need from me? That's it. You know, especially as your father, your, your biggest supporter, your biggest um, nurturer. Because where do I help? Where can I help? Where can I That's contribute um, to really... Because I'm, I'm your foundation. Mm -hmm. So... Where that's concerned, I think that's where I would start with him. But as far as is outside, like it's where where mental health is concerned, is so layered, man. Because you can we can be talking about um, just depression. I shouldn't that's say it. just depression because yeah, it's, it's, mm -hmm. we can be talking about depression, where you know I think we can kind of we can definitely support that. But I, I I also am a firm believer where if you're heading down that path as a person, you can kind of control or have some control over it or just, you know, invest a little more and try to control your mind in a sense. And support uh, yourself. No, definitely. Um, but not well, everybody would agree with me. Not you know, everybody would agree with me. You, you know what? I think um, that is also comes from how, you know, how you perceive and how you've even been raised yourself, right? In terms of some homes exactly. are very, like some people actually are, you know, receive a lot of support, like what you're creating for your son, right? So that would also help in terms of right from the beginning, you're creating space for him to get some of the support that he needs. Right. Um, so I know, but then on the other, and then on the other side, I don't want to cut you that. I don't want to cut you off. Then on the other side, there's also mental health from a schizophrenic standpoint. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's so many variables. It's, it's so layered that you can't really, you know, the I, thing I, about I, don't it, really, I wouldn't, I don't know enough to give you the right answer. No, it's, you're, you're actually saying it, you know, in terms of, you know, you create space. And I think that's the most important thing for anybody who's listening. Right? Just support, right? Where I think it's, we, we just have to support 
mm -hmm. whether it be depression, whether it be schizophrenia, whether it be any other um, um, form of, we as as people just we have to support the people around us and, and encourage it in any way that we can. You know what you're you're saying in terms of creating space. You know, you're doing the the essential thing that I think is so important for parents to actually make as essential because creating space meaning that you're removing the stigma, you're removing that block in terms of your son being or your your future children or your, anybody around you being able to access you and say, hey, I need support or I'm going through this. And I think that's the first step. When you are a person that people could reach when and be vulnerable with because you actually use that as your platform for how you help the people around mm -hmm. you. I think mm -hmm. you've already, you're already doing a lot of it, you know, and that's, that's amazing because you're the type of person that actually is good to have around because, you know, people can then be very vulnerable because at different things, you know, you go through things, whether it's grief, whether it's anxiety, and sometimes some people sure. don't even know what they're dealing with, right? So if you have a good friend around you that is actually cool enough with the whole idea of just, you know, being like, talk to me, you know, yeah. that's it. That's where it starts. So what I would add to what you're saying is like, if you're having a friend or anybody who comes to you and even your son, for example, and approaches you and, you know, asks and say, dad, I'm, you know, that's what I'm going through. I think it's great to listen to them. I think it's super great, you know, but right what you said, you know, you have, you also have what you know. Mm -hmm. So you use that first, right? And then you continue to gauge him and see how much and how he's responding to it. And exactly. then if you do need, right? I think the great thing is sometimes, you know, you have an expert actually give you um, some support. And at first you can educate yourself if you want to do that and then educate him, you know, because that's how it goes. And also right. a great, another great thing is how you take care of yourself, right? Because kids are people who are, uh, they, whatever you model, like how you got up today, you're working out. You'd be surprised. Your son is going to be just like this. Yeah, I see. And you know what I mean? I want to touch back on what and this, this whole mental health thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we also have to get comfortable with um, and encourage, especially men as well, men and women, but I think it's also a lot tougher in, in amongst black males. We have to get comfortable with being vulnerable and, mm -hmm. and, asking, and asking for help because we go through a lot. So I think that's an, that's another that's another aspect of where we need to encourage each other. Is just like, you know, even just having this conversation. That's we it. All go through a lot. Like, ask questions, be vulnerable, open up. You know what? And that's what this platform is. You know, really, actually having this conversation, being able to talk about a topic that is actually something that is um, very important for our community. But you know, so much of us actually are not, you know. Um, open to even creating space for other people to do what? To share with us, right? So that's where it starts, you know? When we're able to kind of feel safe with each other, I think yeah. we, create, we create a community that's better in terms of our kids are going to do better, our kids are going to help their friends better, and this is how we actually start the effect of it. So sure. it's great that you're mentioning it, that as men, we all take a role in it. Um, and for me, it's, it's, that's my everyday life, but even I, everybody struggles with it because it's very tough, you know? So I know right now it's covid I know you're working out, so you're doing the active thing, you know, and that's amazing because even some of the other, um, I think Yusuf that's coming on next, you know, he leads a, a personal training company, mm -hmm. a big one that everybody's going to. So he's doing his part and I know you're doing your part too. So what's next for Javon Shepard? I know you're, you've been around the world. Now you're back here. You're setting up. What's next for you and your family? And um, what are some of your next goals? Uh, you know what? Um, it's funny. I really want to, I'm going to take this, this real estate stuff too. I really want to be able to help our community. Mm -hmm. um, I've been involved with it for some time now, and I really notice we, we don't really speak. There's not a lot of brokerages or, or agents that really speak to people in our community so that we can understand and make positive, educated decisions. It's, it's they really come from a sales standpoint. That's not my that's not my goal. It's not my agenda. 
So I think from a real estate standpoint, it's just really doing a lot of business in our community and just educating and being that, that go-to um, agent or go, not even agent, a go-to reference or a go-to um, advisor in a sense mm-hmm. uh, when that's concerned. As far as other stuff, I do, I'm doing some, some broadcasting with the, um, a lot of broadcasting with, with some, ba- some basketball projects that are going. I can't really speak too much on them right now until everything is really um, set in stone and, and, you know, we're actually out of COVID and, and back to some normalcy. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that as well as I have a podcast coming out this, when we, when we starting? Again, when, when, you know, basketball, NBA season starts and so forth. So still staying connected from, from a basketball standpoint and really trying to merge, um, you know, my, my business with, with sport. And I think that's where, you know, that, that's where I'm at right now with, with everything. So, you know, part of what we're doing here at Support and Growth is, you know, we're partnering up, you know, what we call um, our global ambassadors. You know, we have ambassadors to really help us push the message of mental health. And I love just our conversation today because um, I believe if these people, if individuals are not well, they're not coming to buy a house from you. No. If individuals are not well, their decision making is affected. You know, they're staying inside. They're not looking for the strength to move forward. So I want all of us to be a part of the process. So we're hoping that we will be able to count on you and reach out to you in the future if we need support in terms of for sure. And you know, that goes far beyond that goes Mm -hmm. far beyond beyond basketball or or even you know real estate or anything like that. I I want to be in a position. I'm in a position where you know there's resources. I can research. So if you need help with something, then connect me. I can connect you with whomever. You need to get to, or, or if I can't, then I'll, I'll make an effort to, to you know, try and find out a resource for you. Uh, I think that's also that was also a big reason why I got into real estate, just because you fall on people from from different walks of life, and just having that that network base to say, okay, here, my son or my nephew or or my, you want mm-hmm. you want to connect? Ooh, that's it. Here, connect or. You know, a lot of a lot of these young athletes. You're not going to go to the NFL. You, you may not go to the NBA. But guess what? You still have, you know, a lot of values. You have a lot of skill, a skill, skill set that can be applied into the everyday world. Now, there needs to be a middle person to merge you and get you into that corporate um, mm-hmm. office that, you know, that you have interest in and make that, make that introduction. And then from there, you show your body of work. So that's, that's where I would, you know, say my, my strength is, is going to be. You know what? And I, we really appreciate you using your platform and actually joining in today because we hopefully we could have you on later just to talk to us more. Because as I said, our platform is really helping get out good information about everything mental health because you know even starting a business i'm sure you dealt with you know doubts little things that you kind of kind of have to process for sure. we want to kind of have some of that information out to the community so we appreciate having you today and we're actually going to be back on at 3 p.m and then 5 p.m with two more guests we have mr mr phil coming in and then we also have mr yusuf um uh, mr wong uh, powered by powered by wong if i'm correct um, we're super excited to um, um, just have, you know, black men on the show today. And really, it's all about growth. It's all about supporting each other. And this is just the beginning. So I hope that we're able to access you in the future just to share your story. So today, before you leave, one last word of advice for any young fathers who are coming up. Just kind of you, you take the end. Last words of advice. Um, communicate, man. I, I think I'm, I harp on that. But lines of communication and just giving, making sure that we instill in our youth from a young age, um, men or women, um, to have a voice, have a voice, feel comfortable having a voice, um, have, feel comfortable with your opinions, feel comfortable with your perspectives, and, and you know, go into that office and, 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 and speak your voice. And you know what? Get comfortable with that, right? Like, I think, you know, 
at a young age, we go to doc, we go to the doctors, we go, you know, into the grocery store. Have your children. Like, do you have any questions for your doctor? Like, you start from young. Like, you, you have a mouth, you have a voice. Open it and then get comfortable using it. So now, when we again, when we when we're older, we step outside, we walk into a boardroom. We're confident. We're comfortable with having that voice. You know what? That's amazing because the voice is all we're trying to get everybody to have, right? And that's so important, especially in this current climate as we're fighting um, to make sure that our voices are heard, our Black voices are heard in the community. So we thank you very much for joining us today, and hopefully we're going to do this again. Um, so for please sure. tune in. Please repost our stuff. And for everybody watching, please come back at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. and then 5 p.m. for two more guests. Thank you very much, Yvonne. Thanks, right, Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, bro.